Oh, hey, we're back. Aww. We're alive. so good to see you. Tiff, it's even better to see you. It ah, has been ages. It has actually not been that long, but... Not at all. Welcome back to <laughs> the Crack the Ceiling podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. Where are we, Linz? Uh, we're in my home, my house. Um, we're at Stomping Ground Brewery. I'm excited. Here in Melbourne, Australia. We are actually sitting in the middle of the brewery, um, where all our bright tanks are and some of our new fermenters and... It's very, very exciting because we have a very exciting guest here with us. Yes, we do. We're sitting here amongst the kegs and the barrels and the bright tanks. Mm. And we've got oh Chelsea yeah, here with us as our guest tonight. Chelsea, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. I'm Chelsea Bright. Uh, I'm a in brewing and production for Stone and Wood, and I've just started an endeavor of visiting every brewery in australia by good oh. beer week 2023 which is insane because that's two years away and how many breweries is that approximately 741 <laughs> and how many breweries is that a day one per day right uh holy crap yeah it's a lot it's a lot is stomping ground your first brewery today number 20 well that you've had today oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Uh, <laughs> yes, Stomping Ground is my first brewery today. It is number 20 in the last month. That's amazing. That's seriously impressive. Now, mm. we are here, and you're here. You're visiting us, obviously, from, well, you're living in Queensland now. Well, is it Queen, uh, Byron? You're in... Where yeah. do you live? <laughs> I <laughs> live in <laughs> Queensland. I live, I live in Queensland on the Gold Coast, Woo. and I travel to the Northern Rivers in New South Wales every day for work. Man, what a commute Which that is, must be. what a commute. Beautiful. How, how long is that? It's only half an hour. Ah, okay. <laughs> Easy. Takes me that long to get All down the street here. <laughs> now, we are actually coming, you from, coming to you live from the middle of Good Beer Week. Yeah. We're on day three of nine-ish. Ish. I mean, d see, I consider Good Beer Week day one as Friday. Friday night. Which I say that's day zero. See, I think that's, which that makes sense as well, but I think it's it's Friday night. Um, Seth way. from Cryer Malt is also here with us. Um, voiceless. We would actually be live without her because <laughs> uh, she fixed some technical problems for she us. She did. She so discovered the there were batteries. Here. It's called changing batteries, guys. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Thanks, that was tough. Um, um, so we're here in the middle of Good Beer Week, um, which is awesome because it means we're getting fun people visiting us. And... I don't know. It's been, it's been pretty incredible. Good beer week so far. So anyone who's listening who's never been, it is one of the most fun and well-organized week-long beer festivals probably in the whole world. Yeah, 10 days long. 10 days. Nine, I mean, it's a very long depending week. Depending on who you talk to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very long week. Mm. So, and also, because obviously in 2020, we had no good beer week, which was very sad. But that means that there's a lot of people that I have seen so far this week that I haven't seen in two whole years. Yeah. 
yeah it's a wild time it's a crazy time to be in melbourne as well like it's it's just and to be involved in the beer industry here it's so vibrant and it it like being at the opening party on friday night was so exciting just to see everyone it was such a high it was just so much energy so much passion everyone was so happy to be there just smashing pints um <laughs> just running coming out of the gates running really yeah. i think um oh. So thank big. you, Beer Deluxe, and also all the Good Beer Week organizers. Like yeah, seriously, man. Kate, Chev, Luke, Anna, Kylie, yeah. amazing. amazing. We're amazing so far. I can't thank believe. For all of I us. actually cannot believe this week has happened. And for me, I'm kind of on like day eight ish. Yeah, because you judged the AIBAs. So I judged the AIBAs last week. So we started last Monday night, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm broken. Yeah. I you feel like a little. You look beautiful, though. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. If my voice is a little deeper than usual, it's because it's barely there. I just feel like you're a little bit exasperated. Um, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, it's I'm usually not. how I feel on Thursday, not on Monday. Chelsea, how are you feeling? Because <laughs> you just came into Melbourne on Saturday. Yeah, so that was a really interesting day for me. I woke up just before 3 a.m., worked for 11 hours, got on a plane. Oh, Came immediately to Colonial. They had a Daft Punk, Draft Punk party. Which was so, you guys so good. Yeah, it was so good. Stayed out till about 3 a.m. So it was, you know, a 25-hour day. So wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> Whole brewery, there was a Daft Punk cover band. A cover, cover I don't, they're not like running cover DJs. Cover DJs? Cover DJs. Cover DJs. They dressed up in the masks. They had this like little lit up caravan thing that they were DJing in. Oh, it, it was, was wild. Way, it was lit. It was so it good. It was so good. There were so many people there, though. Like, I don't know. It felt like hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> post-COVID times. We are yeah. here basically in post-COVID times with the borders locked down. Yeah. We can have parties with lots of people. Um, yeah. Just check in when you get in, but like, no masks, big no parties. Masks, big parties. Everyone lots of hugs. Sharing beers, lots of hugs, lots of other things that people are sharing world around here yeah i didn't think i would see the day honestly it's incredible yeah yeah because you lived here during lockdown as well lockdown was the worst Mm. (laughs) i mean listen we're on the other we're clearly on the other side of that now touch wood we got a wood table here we're good um yeah so that was that was a big day for you chelsea it was uh how are you feeling now i actually feel pretty good because i've been doing a day of self-care but the next seven days is going to be pretty wild yeah and um i'm just trying to have a motto of some sort of pacing myself what's your goal for breweries hit this week i would like to see around 20 at least Mm. uh just to make up for missing sydney uh a couple weeks ago fair um but you know we'll just see where it goes (laughs) fingers crossed pace myself 20 over seven days. Well, to hit 741. I think you can do more than that. Mm. Oh, I absolutely can. I'm just trying to be realistic. <laughs> yeah, because over Gabs a is a part of that as well. So we're, we're coming up to Gabs, which for those of y'all that are not in Australia, it's the Great Australasian Beer Spectacular, and it is a very big, big beer festival that is like GABF, but it is um, Friday through Sunday. And yeah, we're on and Monday the thing right that now. makes Gabs unique is that the yeah the brewers have to all create a beer that is only released for the first time at the festival so there's like a hundred 
brand new, to be quite honest, insanely weird and strange beers usually. Mm. So like you go around and you taste a hundred weird beers, but plus the very first year there were n- there was nothing else but the weird beers. But now we have like every brewery has a stall around, so it's like a full, just full on festival. It's a full on thing. Live um, music and. What are you most excited to drink? I know this is off topic of what we were originally going to talk, but That's I right, don't I know. Like what are you looking forward to drinking, Chelsea? Have oh you my goodness, there's so many <laughs> that I've read about, and I'm super excited about it. But honestly, like every year I get really excited. White Rabbit does some pretty cool barrel yeah, aged stuff yeah. and they tap it right from the barrel and that's so cool. And usually they're pretty spot on. Yeah. Their barrel program's really good. It's usually really tasty too. Mm. I will give them that for sure. Yeah. Linz, what do you have exciting? Uh, well, Stomping Ground, we made an iced bobo sour oh. beer. It's oh. a nitro sour um, iced bobo. So like a raspberry biscuit coconutty Australia. lactose yeah, very strong um, cookie it is but it is delicious we had a bunch of ice bobos floating around here for a <laughs> while uh, which was great um, that's it's very good it's almost I think it's almost seven percent I can't remember the exact Ooh. percentage of it but it goes down a damn treat um, I'm also excited to try there's an avocado smash beer um, oh. from public brewery okay I'm ready to get my hands on that and um, I think there's some like I mean I love I love the pastry stouts that come out for Gabs because I'm trash. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Tiff. I think um, I feel like Crumb and Valley's blackcurrant pastille pastille. How do you mm. say that? It's a candy. I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be real good. Mmm. I think I'm excited to try that one. How did they do that? Is a is a sour beer? No, it's it would I think be it like is. a. Because I just feel like two years ago they did their great bubblegum sour and that was like. It just that beer was so fucking was liquid great bubblegum. I just want to interject: good. Are we going to be wearing skinny jeans and have side parts while we drink the avocado smash beer? Obviously, I am of that age and will be because I don't own other jeans. Same. <laughs> um, guys, I'm new and fresh, and I have baggy jeans, so I will. Not. But I'll probably be wearing my skinny jeans that day. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, we're we're at a beer festival. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Gen Z has gotten down with the well because craft, craft yet. beer is a super like what super millennial thing. It is it's that very comes millennial in the thing. Chew, it's chewy. Oh God, craft we're not beer, going there. It's firmly in chewy. What I'm, is everything? I'm sorry. What is that term? Chewy. Oh my God. Something you can Chugi learn about on side, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it's side parts and skinny jeans and avocado smashes and not and being live, able laugh, to love. No, that's not even. I mean, yeah, that's chewy too. But like. Oh, and chevron. Chevron's chewy. Natural wine and craft beer. Yeah. They're all chewy. Yeah. Well, you know, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Where are we going from here? Okay. Tiff? I'm so here's lost the thing. <laughs> all right. Here's the thing. Chelsea and I had a discussion. We mm-hmm. had some. We went out for some fub before we came and met you because Lindsay was actually brewing today. That's why we're at Stomping Ground. I wasn't brewing. I was cellaring. But yep, close um, enough. Yeah, I, was cl- you know, I was cleaning tanks. Same thing. Yeah. And actually, it's been awesome because we've come into an event that's going on here, and they're actually bringing us back the snacks. Yeah. Thank you, Stomping event. Ground, for being thank you. Such as a always. great. We're also drinking employee. some really, really tasty beers. Mm. Um, and actually, kind of staying firmly in the in Lagerland today. Yeah, I feel really. This is fun. Yeah, we're. Um, I think we're in a logger kick. Well, I think the staff here. Oh, well, I'm not gonna go on a tangent about this because this would take forever. But we do really love our loggers here. And <laughs> any chance, all of the staff 
anytime we get to brew a lager, everyone's really excited about it. So Matson's Schwarzbier. And um, we just had a really easy hoppy lager. Yeah, biotransformation exploration. With lots of sabro hops. Oh, it's so much sabro. I um, love it. Asher loves sabro. Uh, yeah, uh, we love lagers. We love lagers, and we love presenting lagers and <laughs> the different. The non-lager, lager way. I like but it. That's a, sorry, that's a different tangent. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, speaking of lager, which is, you know, it's all around based around language. A lot of beers are named after, you know, different languages and words. Uh, that is our topic tonight. It is language. our topic tonight. We had a... We had a chat. There's actually, there's Thanks. a lot. Thank you, Thank Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. Chelsea. getting us back we're on gonna, track. We're going to put you in charge of the... No. But here's the thing. <laughs> Realistically, there's a lot going on in the beer industry right now for us to talk about, but I think it there's too much still left to happen, too much left to drop for us to really get down and dirty with all of the things happening right now. At the now. moment, yes. We're not going to um, talk about that today. We're going to save it for another day. I feel passionate about everything that's going on, but I think we're, we're right in the middle of it, and I think we just need some time to process, to be honest, before yep. we can... So I'm gonna like unghost your ghost language real quick. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just so it. just so everyone knows, because we don't know when this yeah. is gonna well, be released. Because yeah. so, this is mid-May. We're talking right now. Yeah. So, rat, so rat magnet. Yeah, rat magnet is coming out with um, sharing stories. Sharing stories of sexual assault and harassment yeah. in the beer industry. In the beer industry, globally. which is super, super, super prevalent, and now it's really it's actually confronting for everyone, not just men but i think women as well to be like yeah. oh, oh sh- sh- time to say something shit. anyway so we're yeah, not anyways, getting into this we're not today, doing that today but this is actually we're something that language. i feel super passionate about mm-hmm. and my my poor manager hears me say it to her at least 3 times a week because i am i am really really i think it's really important that we all live this life it is about the language you use so the language we use when we talk about women in our industry and it's funny because Chelsea was kind of like, I don't really get into like these conversations. And I was like, well, that's kind of what we do on our podcast now. So. So too bad you already <laughs> agreed to the podcast, Chelsea. So too bad you're on here. You so have to get into the, the conversation. It's okay. I love this topic. This it's is perfect. This is perfect and something I know all of us feel passionate about. So this quote is from Cheryl Sandberg. I want every little girl who's told she's bossy to be told instead that she has leadership skills. And this kind of has led me down a little hole into what what else can we, I mean, I quite often say, quite often to address all of the women who've been called bossy, aggressive, nasty, all of these words, you know, it's time to make, to make a change and call things out. So we don't call girls bossy or grown women aggressive. And I'm going to read a direct, a direct quote from a Time magazine article about this so we don't call women pushy angry brusque ball busters bitchy careerist cold calculating you get the point also shrill and strident the reality is that these words are rooted in stereotype and they're only applied to women think about it girls are bossy boys have leadership qualities women are deemed aggressive while men are simply decisive or just uh bosses so Women in power have long been punished for exhibiting qualities of assertiveness because it veers from the quote-unquote feminine mold. And yet, isn't it precisely these assertive qualities that will help women get ahead? 
If you wouldn't call a dude these words, don't say I'm of a lady. We have a lot to unpack. Yeah. Chels. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'll I'll start by saying (laughs) I am, I mean, my entire life I've been called bossy. I quite often walk into a room and start to direct people. I think I was just born that way. That's just the way I am. My boss calls me bossy and I say no. I'm assertive. But you're also president of the Pink Boots Society, and I think <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the way, like, you are an organizer, you are a leader, you are, like, that's it's what's so frustrating. Like, how dare anyone say, oh, because she walked into a room <laughs> and she started to take control of it, that she's bossy. Like, you're taking control of the, me- the room that's a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, you're putting things in their goddamn place. <laughs> Sorry for my language. Chelsea, talk to me about your experiences. So uh, I've worked in the beer industry for about five years now. Uh, Previously, I was uh, in a leadership position and basically you do often get called bossy, emotional, uh, those sorts of words. Yeah, emotional, get called that one a lot. Um, But, you know, there's nothing wrong with being passionate. There's nothing wrong with being assertive. If men were using the same language that we were using, they would be given those positive terms yep. uh, instead of, you know, these kind of like fluffy terms that are projected onto us. And I think that it's really important that we start changing our language for everyone uh, around us so that, you know, we can be lifting each other up and not tearing each other down. Yep. Agreed. And when you when you were in the leadership position, were there, um, there were men working under you and men working above you? Correct. Yeah. And was it mostly coming from any time somebody was using an emotional, like calling you emotional or anything else? Was that mostly coming from above or below or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then often uh, in previous roles, people above me reassuring the people below me that, you know, you know, it might just be that time of the month. Oh, God. (laughs) No. (laughs) Rage. Like, talk about gaslighting. Yeah. Like, somebody does something wrong and they're like, if somebody's response is it must be that, be, be that time of the month. No, that's you not taking responsibility for your actions or your response. And it's also, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm really sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> I still just have to apologize to my mom. Um that's not that like if there was one thing we could do it has to be eliminating like we have to eliminate that how do we as a society get rid of that women are emotional well they're on the rag um like how 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 do I mean, we let's how do we get rid of this i think it's really interesting though because every time i tell my boss will say that i'm bossy which I don't, I don't find offensive when she says it, um, just to be clear. I th- we ha- have talked about this. Um, and she'll say, you sound like my daughter. And I'm like, great. Good for her. Yeah. But I think that that is how this is, this is the change, is that definitely the generations coming after, uh, coming after us have been given this very different view of society and acceptance than what we grew up with. 
I hope so. I am. I mean, I'm, I want to support that, build that, grow that. But what can we do for us now? Like, right? We're millennials. Are we just screwed? Are we forever going to be aggressive and ball busters because we take control of a situation? But it has to be it has to be controlled from the inside out, right? Like this this isn't just you have to see the change within the companies. Um, just as I hope, I was just having a conversation about this <laughs> earlier um, in regards to the women in parenting panel and and things that used to happen to women who were pregnant or who were going to be nursing and all of those kinds of things like there was like major discrimination going on there um shout out to people like carolee and tina who i mean they so we had um, some panels on today and carolee was saying how she used to have to pump in the bathroom yeah tina used to have to hide in a closet and pop, like that stuff is just I think women in the states probably still have to do that <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's actually illegal. <laughs> it's actually illegal to not provide a space in Australia. Yep. Yeah. Um but I think that in the same way that terminology around that is starting to change and shift um I really but hope I think that we can just start like yeah. calling bullshit on any time someone will Yes. I think like are you comfortable calling bullshit? Oh, absolutely. Anyone that's met me knows that I'm very <laughs> comfortable in using my voice, <laughs> however shrill it may be. Um, I think that in terms of language, it's important to use our voices, uh, constant, being consistent in our behaviours and our language. And um, cor- like, I don't see any problem in correcting people if they say, hey, like, you're being really, like, you're, you're overwhelmed and you're being aggressive. And I'm like, I'm... S- I'm being passionate. I'm passionate about this. Like, I love my job. Yeah. I just want to see good I things care. for everyone. I care. Yeah, I care. Mm. Very important. Um, it does, working in a male-dominated industry, many, many times I've had to just be consistent in my behaviour and not – It's it gets very easy to fight back mm. when people, you know, use negative language towards you and are aggr- – aggressive (laughs) um but you know defensive I feel like maybe is a better word but um you just have to be consistent and stand up for yourself and then usually they come around I'm very very good friends with so many men that I never thought like we would be Mm. mates uh (laughs) and it is so important to kind of like keep that level head and try not to fight fire with fire and you know use um terrible language against people that use terrible language towards me. Uh, But I think that if we can just be, like, supportive of each other and it's okay to call people out, it's you're not getting, like, upset or super defensive or anything like that. It's just being a human being and having a conversation there should be nothing wrong with. Do you think we can turn the emotion that we as women in our industry often display into a positive absolutely there's nothing wrong with being empathic there's nothing wrong with being passionate there's nothing wrong with caring and i think that it's important to get rid of any of that like toxic masculinity and stuff like Mm. that like guys you guys get like you guys start caring and it's okay for you guys to use language um, to express how you're feeling yeah and it's a hundred percent but it's also it's okay for you to say 
hey, this isn't cool as well. Like, if you're feeling uncomfortable about a situation, men to men need to realize that it's okay for them to say. Yeah. 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 Exactly what you're saying. Man, Sorry, how things self. have changed. Like, I just think back when I started in this industry 10 years ago, like, I did not know it was okay to say something. Yeah. And I, I, th- I look back now and I'm like, m- I so wish that I had had the confidence and comfort to say something back then. Yeah, I think it's so important, um, even for parents listening, like how you raise your children. Mm. My mom raised me to be like fiercely independent and um, stick up for myself and put my hand up when things weren't okay. She used to sing me like really weird songs about like, you know, caring about myself and my body and all this sort of stuff. And I didn't realize it was actually brainwashing <laughs> me into being a super cool human being. <laughs> Um, but like, I like your mom, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I she's amazing. But yeah, she just like raised me to be like who I am and accepting of absolutely everyone. And I'm so blessed that I wasn't raised to like look at anyone. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of movement of burgers going around we me. Are, we are in the middle of a brewery. So background noise and stuff like apologies. It's, it's you know. <laughs> But yeah, and I'm also extremely, extremely lucky that I did enter the brewing industry at a time where the road had already pretty much been paved for me by really amazing women who had done the hard yards Mm. and, you know, it's way more acceptable for women to come into the beer industry and be in leadership positions and Mm. it's completely acceptable. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I still think there's a long way to go in our industry, like... I think it's acceptable, but I don't think it's um, encouraged. Yeah, I know 100% that I have been called out as being overly assertive in times in our industry. But, like, I just, in some ways, I kind of can't help. Like, there's still a lot of chaos. Yeah. Well, look, you guys, I'm really happy for both of you that you're both... Uh, sort of and that's also something I really admire about both of you I am complete opposite I'm quite a um I'm quite a pushover so that is something that I'm working on and trying to figure out um there's just this is (laughs) it's I mean it's just it's a lot it's a lot about confronting all of the things that we grew up with I've I mean I grew up my whole life being called bossy and as if it was a negative thing Mm. and it wasn't until the last few years when I was able to see that my bossy personality could be a positive thing yeah um so it's really interesting I just I I hope and I think that the you know kids and future generations are not growing up the way we did which I think is important but I also think it's like really important to call this stuff out like I just think as women are getting to the top it doesn't we have to be we as women in our industry need to be really careful about the words we also use to not say you know not call somebody out for things that they've had to do to get into leadership positions yeah really but as well I think something and something that I definitely need to work uh, work on is speaking up when that terminology is used to describe other women around me um yeah because it's one thing about saying hey I'm gonna stand up for myself it's a different thing to stand up for yeah 
others. What they say, surround yourself with people who would mention your name when you're not in the room. Yeah. So I want to I wanna be the woman who's mentioning other people's names. Yeah, and also the one who's calling people out for talking down on someone. Because I think as yeah. women as well, we're brought up in this society where we're thought that we need to be competitive with each other. Like, there can only w- be one woman in a brewery. God forbid. Nah. No, I I, I mean know Chelsea, that. you work in a Sorry. pretty you work in a super super inclusive space, I think. At least that's my experience coming there. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Uh the Stonerwood has heaps of women, especially in production, which is um, you know, previous places I've worked there's been less women. Um I'm not gonna lie, at times in my career I've been threatened by other women, like just it, with my own insecurities, like, oh hey, like, are they going to be the better woman in the brewery than me? And that sort yeah. of thing. That's um, what I'm talking about, I think, yeah. more than anything. But I've, I'm really um, stoked that I can work with a bunch of people that are super accepting of me, super accepting of everyone around me. We've got all sorts of people in that brewery. And um, no one bats an eyelid when anyone is who they are. Or Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we all call each other out. I've... Like, I've seen guys call each other out in the lunchroom. It's really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That is amazing. I feel inclusive, like, well, I like stomping ground a lot. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We're no, in stomping ground. But it's, I do another, <laughs> it's another place where, absolutely. And I, but I like, also, obviously, I work with a lot with, of women here. Yeah, my experience with the owners here also is that they have, they tend to listen and also yeah. call things out. Yeah, and, but I think that what I hate is that we say we're lucky. Yeah, we shouldn't because be lucky. We work hard to be lucky. here. It should but also it shouldn't be lucky to work in a place that has other like is accepting of things other than what we see as the standard is. Um, that shouldn't be lucky. That should actually become the norm. Um, and I'm I hear so many women say I'm so lucky to work at this brewery because they're so ex- inclusive because there's so many women in leadership roles because there's I'm surrounded by people of different uh, whatever other than me um, that shouldn't be luck anymore that should just the be the norm. standard that's what we're that working should be towards. the norm yeah that's what we're so working on towards. this very Sorry. positive note and <laughs> hope and optimism for the future. Let's take a quick break Yay. and come back with some blind beers. Are we going to do the blind beers today? Yeah, I brought, okay. I brought you a beer. Oof, all right. That's super cute. We're <laughs> in a brewery. If you can't find me a beer. <laughs> I'm snoozy. Well, and Chelsea. I am going to find you a beer. I'm also excited because we've got like another brewer on, so we might have some fun playing with Chelsea's palate too. I can guess things. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's the whole point. Sweet. So we'll be right back. All right, bye. Thanks. <laughs> Hello. We're back. Hi. We took a, we took a wee little break. Lindsay mm-hmm. did a few laps around the brewery. <laughs> and what yep. we've come back with is that I came prepared with a blind tasting beer. So instead of me guessing this week. I did not come Lindsay prepared. and Chelsea are going to try and guess the style of beer this week. Um, so I'm going to mm-hmm. leave it to you guys. So I've, I've poured this. Neither of you have seen it. And well, we see it now. I know. You can see it in your glass. We've got, like, proper tasting glasses mm. today, which is amazing. I just smelled the microphone <laughs> as I was <laughs> looking. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> smells like my delicious breath. Mm. My microphone smells a little coconutty. It's nice. Okay. A little, is there a anyways. in there? 
extra Probably. sour. There's a lot of sour <laughs> hops in this brewery, and it makes me really happy. Actually, there, I mean, there's it, j- it was just in biotransformation exploration. No, there's I just had a hoppy lager with sour in it. Yeah, that was biotransformation oh. exploration. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Man, that was tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's like what we that. did for yeah, Resin Fest. Sorry. We actually <laughs> talked about that on the first the podcast, podcast was the biotransformation exploration, and I just had some and still live, love it. Chelsea. Right, so talk to me. What are you guys seeing? What do you smelling? see? What do you smell? Yeah, we've got a, like a bit of a brownie, ready, ambery. A little bit uh, hazy. It's not super yeah, bright. Yeah, mine has more head retention than yours. Yeah, but that's fine. little tan head. I love that I've now listened back to the first episode, and you can hear us sniffing when we get to the sniffing part, and it's so awkward. Uh, mine doesn't have heaps of aroma, to be honest. Yeah, I'm getting a really mild, like... I'm going to take a stab in the dark. It's probably wrong. Because I don't get like a lot of smokiness, but I was thinking like Before a rash beer type yeah. thing. You are incorrect. Thought Con- so. Continue. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Let, you know, this is. A, I had this in my um, Yeti can cooler, and it's been in there for like three hours, and it's still so cold. It's very cold. Um, but, and I think that's why not a lot of the aroma is coming through. There is something coming through for me that's not exactly pleasant on that aroma. We recently had a uh, homebrew competition at Stonerwood. It's called League of Extraordinary Brewers. And the competition was on American Amber Ales. And this is meeting the description in a lot of those areas. Mm, but it's lacking in the hops. So I'm yeah. actually going to say it's a brown ale. I feel like it might be a Newcastle or something like that. It does <laughs> look quite brown. Chelsea, what are you going to land on? Amber? American Amber? Just yeah, it is missing out on a lot of that like American hop character, um, but the like malt hop balance is pretty good. So yeah, yeah, brown, it's pretty maybe nutty. amber. I don't yeah. know. It's a little bit. It's like a little bit. Um, I guess the aroma leans more towards burnt toast. I am so nervous about this. I hate this part. Um, Just to be clear, I it's love medium this part. low body. Well, hold on, I'm not done guessing. Tiff. It's definitely a Jenny Road beer. This. Um, yeah. She just thought the top of the can. I, I look, it, that doesn't I would say low to medium body. I would also say a little bit, a little bit like mild milk, like watered down milk chocolate, but not even milk chocolate, like really cheap chocolate that you buy that you're like, is this chocolate? I don't know that kind, but in liquid form, like a liquid, like a cheap hot chocolate. Watered down, but like a little bit nutty as well. Wow, it's why don't nice. You pull those no. positive descriptors no, no, no. out. No, this is not. This is. I get it. Not in a negative way. It's in a very positive way. I'm just trying to figure it out in my palate, Tiff. Anyways, I'm sticking with. Has it got cocoa nibs in it or something? It does not. Oh, it does have a little rounded bitterness at the finish, but not enough. I don't think to call it an American amber. Sorry. Okay. Bye. No, it's not American. I'm landing on a brown ale, like a Newcastle. Newcastle. I'd second her descriptors, but I'm still maybe going to go with an amber. Yeah, I think that's smart because there is Lindsay, bitterness in it. Lindsay, you are correct. It is an English brown ale. Nailed it. Banjo. It's the banjo brown ale from yeah, Jetty like Road. It's got dogs on it. Um, Really cute banjo brewer's dog. Um, Super cute little beagle. I like this beer dog. a lot. 
Um, yeah, English brown ale. So it's got a little, it's got the like toffee chocolate notes, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but very quite light bodied. Yeah. And then you get some of the ferment. You, there's a little estery note on there, like a little mm. dried fruit. I couldn't find that. It is still really cold. It's really cold. It's still super cold from this thing. Um, and it could be my Yeti. Hands. Need to be sponsored by Yeti. The aroma. Um, but <laughs> yes, please. Uh, if anybody from Yeti ever listens to this. I have enough gear that I probably don't even need the sponsorship, but oh, I'm see, I'm thinking about down to it. Oh, uh, what it? Well, what is that brewery in the United States that makes the Yeti Stout? Fuck, that shit's good. Anyways, anyway, this is a really—it's just a really easy drinking. But English brown ale should be easy drinking and a little nutty, and that's you can't. You did it, Linz. You did it. I did. Nailed it. Yeah, so good. Nailed it. And I didn't. Once Chelsea actually said, that's a Jetty Road beer, I was like, <laughs> I think I know what this is. <laughs> but I had already guessed it before you then. You had already guessed it. I was just letting you talk through it all. Because it's more fun to talk through it. I do Get like weird. their cans. What? I, I like the top of their cans. Yeah. What they, yeah. Well, it's actually really funny. If you peel the sticker off, it says, like, why are you undressing me? Well, that's cute. That's amazing. I know. It's like the funniest joke I've ever seen on any beer can. I'm going to do that right Lindsay's now. Lindsay's totally going to peel that off right now. I should have been doing she doesn't know how to do it while holding the mic or dropping it anywhere on the floor. <sighs> do you need assistance? I just want to take it off. No, that's that's actually why the can says, why are you undressing me? Because I'm aggressive. Passionate. You're taking control of the situation. You're passionate about finding out what's under that label. Yes, thank you. It's so sticky. <laughs> it says quit undressing it me. It does say quit undressing me. Okay. That's funny. It's that's so, so sticky. Funny. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's supposed I, to stick on there. Yeah, I get that now. Um, all right. So before we knock off for the week, um, which considering it is the largest week of the year for any of us, we've got a lot of things ahead of us, and we've already had quite a few fun beers for the week. Tell me, what is the best thing you've drunk lately and the most thing you're most looking forward to drinking or eating? I would love to answer this first. Yes, <laughs> yes please do. Uh, so this is going to sound super biased, but I swear it's not. Uh, the We recently had our counterculture competition with Stonewood yeah. and where we asked the public what two countercultures from the past we should bring back. The general consensus was Sticky Nectar and Tequila Queen. And my Lord, both of them are great. However, this Tequila Queen is next level. It's like a margarita in a beer. It's just like you thought the last batch was good. This batch is next level. We just put extra loving tender care into this batch. (laughs) So much tequila. I can't wait because that is better than any margarita I've ever had in Australia or New Zealand. (laughs) Like... Tequila Queen is, uh, I w- oh, it's so, it is, that's, it's so good. I love it. Um, I can't wait for this. I'm really excited for that. That's really I'm so excited. There, sadly, there was like not much left over <gasps> for us. So, you know, get out there and buy it while you can because it's just phenomenal. Deal. Can't wait. Linz, how about you? Um, oh, actually... Colonials Bramble Sour that they put in a fucking Chardonnay barrel. So good. Holy shit. What? <laughs> um, 
Very, very good. That was a surprising one. It was really good. It was really good. And it shouldn't be a surprise because actually, well, actually, a lot of the breweries at Colonial, sorry, Ash, they're very good. Like, they do, like, those kids are really passionate. um, And some of the stuff I think that's going to be coming out of their barrel program that they're up and going and going to be releasing in bottles is going to be that Bramble Sour just... I would crush it right now. That is, it was good. It was really good. Tiff? Ooh, I'm torn. I'm really torn. So on one hand, the range, Fields of Idaho, that just came out was fucking tasty, but also that triple IPA collab with Garrett Project was amazing. They're like third birthday party beer. Both excellent. So good. That, yeah, the Garage Project birthday I don't range. There might be some really on tap good. still at range, but otherwise I don't think there's any cans left at yeah, all. Right. They sold out in like 30 seconds like last some year. Some guy knocked the door in because he couldn't get some. What? I'm going to go ahead and call him passionate. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, that crosses the line over to aggressive. Just a little bit. Don't. I would not recommend <laughs> let's, it. Let's not Don't re- kick the door in. Let's, let's not go that far. Let's, um, let's not language. deface property. <laughs> uh, I think that's important. <laughs> yeah, because then that is actually defacing property. But <laughs> it's, it's a phenomenal thing to see fans of craft beer. <laughs> that passionate? In Australia. Well, it's just, <laughs> the, it just has come so far. Like, so, so far. <laughs> From when I started homebrewing, like, 10 years ago to now... It's astronomical how many people are just so keen for new and exciting things. Seriously, mm. if you look around us at this week and like I very clear, clearly remember Good Beer Week 1 and like every event was the same people and like you knew everyone in the room and now if I walk out there into the middle of a Good Beer Week event, I don't know anyone except the people that work here. Well, And, and that's amazing. It's great. And Anna are here. Well, they're, you know, they work here. Working here. <laughs> Um, amazing, Chelsea. Thank you so much for giving up your night during Good Beer Week. Yeah, thank to you. come and hang out with us. Thanks for having me. The beers were so good. Love it. Yay. And you know, we'll be back next time, cracking cans and cracking the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Luke, again for editing this and attempting to turn Lindsay's noises into a song uh, Mate, you, you actually need a fidget spinner or something I know. yeah she yeah. does <laughs> um <laughs> hey uh chelsea just to remind everyone where can we find you at uh if you are on instagram at beer through bright eyes i'm still working on a youtube channel i am working full-time still while i'm on this endeavor so it's a work in progress it's evolving as i go uh, but, you know, feel free to send me any messages or queries. Um, if you see me around, just shout at me. I'm unashamedly wearing my own merch everywhere. So, um, yeah, Love come it. on this adventure with then me. But beer is through bright eyes. But isn't it with dots? Beer dot through dot bright eyes? No. Beer dot through bright eyes. I mean, I can change it. Okay. I was just... I, I think if you search Beers Through Bright Eyes, you'll find Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Got a pretty sick logo. Hopefully, we can get some glasses made up with beer Yeah, on she's the front. got 720 more breweries to go in the next two years. So, to be exciting to watch. I'm excited for you. It's pretty keen. I'm also visiting, like, a bunch of things in the area so that while you're visiting breweries, you can also do a bunch of other things like hiking and go on a weird ginger boat and <laughs> eat a one kilo cream donut. But stay tuned. Love it. Thanks, Chelsea. Love it. All right, Tiff, and where can we find you? 
I'm at Beer Girl Bites on Instagram. And don't forget that you can find us on at Crack the Ceiling Podcast. And yeah. Linz, where can we find you? Talk beardy to me. It's like B E E R. B E E R, like beer, B D Y to me. Love it. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.